listening to The Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. What is up? Welcome into The Coach's Corner, the place to get the inside information from the coaches themselves. I'm your host and co-head coach of the Venture Academy golf team, Mario Ramos. You can catch me on X at Corner Ramos. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. So week seven is in the books. Week seven, the first week of TVL League play. So We'll take a look at that, break that down, and then also look forward to week eight and the matchups that are in store uh, coming up this Friday night and on Saturday as well. So um, week seven, the big one, the huge one, our game of the week last week was Escalon at Houston. I think it was everybody's game of the week. Uh, that was a, a matchup that drew a lot of eyeballs across Northern California. And, um, you know, obviously you had two state champions battling it out. Escalon winning the, uh, I believe, D5 last year. And then Houston winning D6. Um, this year Escalon will be playing in D4. And then Houston will be playing in D6 as well. And they figure to be a, a couple of the, the top squads figure to be left standing. Um, some of the prohibitive favorites uh, within their respective sections. And they're also the prohibitive favorites within the Trans Valley League. Um, I kind of size it up as maybe a a you know big three up there at the top, Escalon, Houston, and Hillmar. And uh, a couple of them, again, meeting to start off TVL play, Escalon and Houston. At Houston, um, the, the Huskies got off to the early 7-0 lead, able to get a touchdown, and then uh, Escalon kind of answered back. I made a big stop before halftime to keep it at a 7-7 game. And then the, uh, the the running game really got going for Escalon in the second half. I believe it, within the, the entire game, Graham, um, he had a 25 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but it was really the, the ball control that allowed the, um, the Cougars to keep the ball away from the, the Huskies. And McDaniel kind of maybe not as... Accurate as he has been, I believe he's two of twelve in that game, and so it made it tough for for Houston to kind of be uh, one dimensional in that game, and the, the Huskies unable to uh, to you know to, to respond before the half. Um, and a big stop by Escalon, who again used that ball control in the second half. They made it actually twenty-one to seven at one point. Houston uh, came back with a touchdown with a couple minutes to go, made it twenty-one fourteen, and tried the onside kick, but the Cougars were able to recover it. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, nothing, uh, I guess, not, you know, obviously you, you take an L if you're Houston in the loss column, um, you chalk one up there, but, you know, you, you battled a, a tough Escalon team. And uh, one thing that kind of stood out in this game to me uh, was that it was a, a clean game in the fact that no team had had a turnover. Neither team turned the ball over, gave the, the other team, you know, opportunities to, to capitalize on some of their mistakes, which I, I think is the sign of a championship team. And I mentioned these two teams, um, you know, prohibitive favorites within their section. And I think that bodes well for them. Um, you know, when Houston runs into a, a Sutter or a, a Hillmar, I'm sorry, a Sutter or a, a Sonora, you know, in the playoffs, you know, they, they faced this test before in an Escalon squad that for my money has been probably the most physical team I've had the, uh, the pleasure of covering this season. Um, so, you know, when you, you, you play them to a one score game in a toughly contested battle, like I said, I think that's going to, you know, you know, pay dividends for the Huskies moving forward. Obviously, they feel the sting of the loss, um, but I think they're going to walk out with something that will help them moving forward. And for Escalon, um, you know, the same way. Frosty talks about it all the time, you know, trying to, to get those big-time matchups and put yourselves in those positions so when the playoffs come around, right, it's old hat. It's it's something that you've been used to. And uh, the, the Cougars definitely 
find themselves used to these situations. They find themselves used to these big games with a lot of eyeballs on them. Uh, we mentioned they'll be in D D four. Um, there are some tough squads in there. Vista Del Lago being one of them. Um, you know that that if Esclon runs into them again, you know they they've gone through this gauntlet before. They played these big big games before. Their kids will be ready to go, and uh, you know they'll they'll be a tough squad to beat. So uh, that that game moves them. Um, Esclon obviously one and zero. And uh, drops Houston to 0 and 1 in league. Escalon 5 and 1 overall in the season. Houston at 5 and 2. Escalon will take on Modesto Christian this Friday night out in Salida, and Houston will travel down to Livingston. All right. Speaking of Livingston, they took on Hillmar on Friday night, and a tough one for the Wolves. Uh, the position change for the Yellow Jackets has really gotten things going. You got Merrick Ellard who's now the quarterback, and that shifted Caden um, Bailey out to running back, and, and it's been paying off, like I said, for Bailey. Um, he had 172 yards on just five carries. Uh, one of them was a 95-yard touchdown run. He also had a 95-yard kickoff return for a score and a 56-yard touchdown run from scrimmage to boot as well for the Yellow Jackets as they, again, were all over Livingston 42-3. to it's been tough sledding for the Wolves, who now drop to 1-5. And, and next week they will take on, again, like we mentioned, Houston, and that one will be at home for Livingston. Uh, for Hillmar, uh, like I said, the position change really paying off with Ellard now under center and then Bailey uh, being able to get out in space a little bit more. Interesting note about those two, they have actually cousins, Ellard and Bailey. They've been playing together for eight years. Shout out to Phil Bailey for that little nugget. And so... Those two, like I said, it's been working out for Coach Marquez. And, uh, you know, don't don't count out that Hillmar squad. They're going to head out to Ripon to take on uh, the Indians. It's going to be homecoming for Ripon. And speaking of Ripon, they had a big victory, 47-16 over Modesto Christian. Finally getting that offense going. Uh, Frosty's talked about it before. I've talked about it before. They have the playmakers on that side of the ball. Um, it's not a question of, you know, when I guess it's it's you know or I'm sorry if it's more when um, they can pull that off and uh, they definitely pulled off a, a great performance offensively 47-16 over the the Modesto Christian Crusaders Ty Heron six of seven a pretty good completion percentage 98 yards did have an interception uh, but most of their damage came on the ground Xavier Clark 17 carries 194 yards three touchdown and uh, Andon Reese. Also had three touchdowns, maybe a little more um, kind of like the battery ram. He had eight carries for 41 yards. Like I said, able to punch it in or three times. And then Zayden Reyes also had a rushing touchdown. So seven rushing touchdowns for that ground game of the Ripon Indians. On the other side, though, uh, Bernard, another monster game from him. He had 10 receptions, 199 yards, uh, the two TDs, and a two-point conversion there for Modesto Christian. All in total, he had 226 all-purpose yards, uh, four tackles defensively as well. And if you have not seen the interception he made, um, check out Frosty's uh, Twitter page, or X page, I should say, at TVL Football. Uh, he had a ridiculous one-handed catch, um, probably one of the greatest catches you'll ever see, um, again, doing this as a defensive back. So go ahead and check that out. One of the greatest interceptions I've I've checked out before. So, um, you know, at any level, like I said, I'm, I'm – I'm, no, I'm probably, um, you know, dropping hyperbole on this. But, again, check it out, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, uh, Modesto Christian, that loss drops them to 2-4 and four on the season, 0-1 in league. Ripon, 
um, sitting there, the top half of the league, one and zero along with Hillmar and Escalon, and three and three overall. Uh, like we mentioned, it'll be homecoming night for Ripon this Friday as they take on the Yellow Jackets. So it'll be a tough test. Uh, hopefully that that homecoming mojo uh, kind of helps to elevate the the Indians a little bit, and that should be a fantastic ball game between Hillmar and Ripon. Should be a good road test for the Jackets as well. And then Modesto Christian, like we mentioned, they will host Escalon. It's technically supposed to be an Escalon home game, um, but we know Escalon is uh, renovating uh, the field. We did get that breaking news uh, from Frosty last time he was on that they will take on Ripon at home. And that will be on October 20th. That'll be um, not necessarily Escalon's homecoming, but they'll be coming home. Uh, their homecoming game will be the week before when they take on Hillmar at MJC. That'll do it for the rundown. Let's take a look at what we have in store for this week. Kind of talked about it a little bit, but we'll go through them in our first and goal segment. So first down, uh, the Escalon-Modesto-Christian matchup. It'll be interesting to see how the Cougars control Bernard, and I'm sure that a lot of the focus defensively will be on him. Um, it would be a cool matchup, too, to see Bernard matched up with Jimenez. You know, Bernard kind of playing like a safety role for the, the Crusaders, but to see them kind of battle for some some deep balls or, or balls along the sidelines out on the margin uh, would be a good matchup. Jimenez is that playmaker for Escalon in the passing game. So interesting to see if Rosavink uh, looks that way. Uh, obviously, he's going to look that way. But uh, see if Bernard could catch him um, slipping maybe. But we'll see. Again, uh, offensively, too, Modesto Christian's going to have to get them, uh, get Bernard rolling and have to figure out a way to stop Graham in that running game for the Cougars. I think the Cougars going to have a big night and continue to roll. Um, Rippin and Hillmar, that's my game of the week for this week. Uh, like I mentioned, Bailey has given new life to that Hillmar offense. We know that they're they're stout defensively. We know that they're solid defensively. They're not going to beat themselves. Uh, but having that playmaker on offense, uh, they can really open things up. And then Ellard being able to to you know right the ship and, and kind of manage the game there for the Jackets. I think they are they're they're going to be tough. Uh, you know the matchups with Hillmar. And I'm sorry, Hilmar and Houston and Hilmar and Escalon are going to be big. Uh, Hilmar has those on consecutive weeks. Uh, we mentioned the 13th, they take on Escalon. And then the 20th, they will take on Houston. So big matchups looming for Hilmar. And uh, they, they can't, can't avoid a, or hope to avoid a slip up against Rippon here on Friday night. I like the Jackets. I think the, the Indians use that momentum to keep it close. But in the end, Hilmar prevails. Houston at Livingston. It's been tough sledding for the Wolves and the, the battle of the dogs here, the Huskies and the Wolves. Um, I, I like the Huskies. I think they're going to bounce back from the, uh, the 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 loss against Escalon. Again, nothing to hang your hat about for Houston. It was a hard-fought victory. They, they played well. Um, just you know maybe didn't execute the way that they wanted to in certain facets of the game. And I think they cleaned that up and they roll against Livingston, which takes us to our final down. Uh, which is we're going Riverbank, and uh, we're going to be out there. ABC Jam Productions will actually be out there this Saturday night as Riverbank's going to host Lindhurst. They had a, a schedule change. Um, these two squads are actually playing back-to-back -back weeks, so once in uh, Riverbank and then once at Lindhurst, which is in Olivehurst. And so um, they actually flip-flopped, and now this week Riverbank will be hosting on Saturday night. They'll be taking on Lindhurst, and I will be on the call. For ABC Jam Productions via the NFHS Network. So if you can't make it out there to Angelo Novi Field, hopefully you could join us on the NFHS Network and check out the Bruins as they uh, 
going for their fourth victory of the season. Again, playing independent. They are 3-4. and four. They, they suffered a loss to Gridley, 23-0 uh, in Week 7. And now looking to get things going in October as they take on Lyndhurst. Again, will make their way out to the RBK on Saturday at 7 o'clock. And again, you can check that out on ABC Jam Productions via the NFHS Network. So hope you have a good week and hope the squads that we've mentioned have a good week this Friday night and Saturday night. And we'll look forward to another big week coming up on week nine. We got Hillmar and Escalon, Modesto Christian Houston, Rippin and Livingston, Lynnhurst again taking on Riverbank. But thanks for joining us. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Again, follow me on X at Corner Ramos. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.